for cat day. However, Mike, you and I don't have cats, so I looked for no. an alternative, and I thought one I thought uh, was better for us was actually it's uh, Italian Beef Week. Italian Beef Week, which I think probably fits us a little better than uh, Itali- well, any kind of beef is good with me. But what's Italian beef? Is there a delicacy from Italy I'm not aware of? I assume it's cows that lived in in Italy, you know. You know, it's been <laughs> fed in in Italian wines and sort of, there you know, you kind of like that Kobe beef, you know, where they have the beer say, and like the Japanese <laughs> yeah. uh, Kobe Kobe beef. I'll take it. I'll there you go. Look at me. Yeah, we, come on. We're improvising. We're good, improvising uh, as we go, as always. But good uh, meal. yeah, yeah, yeah. So how you doing, Mike? How you doing? Thursday? Can you I'm believe right. it's Thursday you already? Know, it's Thursday. The week's moving on. Man, just it's, continue. Uh, you got to laugh or you'll cry, right? There's just so much happening in our world and, um, you know, never want to take things too lightly, but, uh, but it's the only way to keep our sanity is to, is to find a way to be lighthearted about some things. Yeah. And, uh, you, you really perked me up already this morning, Steve. So we could just end the, end the live stream here because I get on uh, a couple of minutes before we go live and, and you're funny. in the mood today. So that's what, what got funny. you in this perky mood today? Perky. What do you mean? I'm coming to talk to you. Why wouldn't I be perky, Mike? You know, uh, getting to hear, you know, uh, you know, saying you get younger by the day. Um, it's just, uh, it's, right. it's just great. That's why I'm so perky. No, I've literally just got off a call. It was, <laughs> it was great. It was, uh, it was with the wider team. So this is where you know, uh, real estate team all over the world, uh, and once a month we get on the. We get on the video and you get to see people who you don't usually get to see. Everyone's at home. Everyone's excited. And it's and it's such a wonderful thing. And it's one of the real advantages of everybody being at home because obviously, you know, this time of day, this is when a lot of people will be commuting to the office. So that type of meeting would be yeah. such a challenge. But it is allowing us today to have that sort of engagement and connection with the wider team. So it was fun. It was fun. It was just very casual, oh, just giving everybody updated. So... I guess I guess that's what put me excited, and I didn't really appreciate how excited it actually made me until I got on the phone with you or, or on the video with you, and you you get to see it. So, so yeah, so that's what's got me going this morning, you know. Little silver linings. There that's you right, go, man. There you go. Quarantine life. Mm-hmm. There, we've talked about it. There are places and things and times that we get together with people that we wouldn't otherwise have. So yep. we got to look at those and count them as positives and put it in perspective. So. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So, uh, and you're a glo- you got a global audience too. So that's the other thing with your uh, team is is spread out throughout the world. So you get to see different perspectives and different uh, you know situations and yep. what's happening. And yep. certainly, uh, it's it's easy to get tunnel vision and, and and stay within the confines of our own little world, our own little bubble, even our own country. And that can that can sometimes skew what's happening in the in the broader picture. But I don't know what this this did you did you title this mornings i did i did i did what do you got in your mind i did it was something i came across yesterday you know is you know many many conversations are going on about you know what is the future of work what is the future of workplace what is going to be the future of the work styles right how are we going to operate offices how teams going to operate how are businesses going to operate for on a global basis and you know yesterday someone said something to me that actually was really quite striking um, and as I reflected on it for the rest of the day and asked, had that conversation with other people around the similar type of topic, it was quite eye-opening and, and overnight sort of thinking about it. And I woke up this morning with, yeah, it's a really, really great insight. And, and the insight that was provided to me was, you know, as we think about all these new ways, are we simply transitioning and legitimizing the way we've always worked? 
So if we if we think about how people use space today, their office, how often people go in the utilization rates, and often businesses are assigning desks. So you know they may have one seat for every single person that actually is associated with that office. But actually, utilization utilization is averaging what 60, 65 percent, somewhere in that range, depending on, on which city right. and, and company you operate in. And the actual desk utilization itself, so the actual amount of time people sit at their physical desk, is probably somewhere in the 40s. With this move, are we simply allowing employees to tell employers that actually, yeah, I'm okay with this flexibility? And the other side of it is employers are actually seeing, actually, this is a real opportunity for us to transform the organization not in a way cost savings will naturally come from this but more of cultural shifts allowing that actually and seeing employees actually really are productive they're actually engagements through the roof leadership has never been so connected to their teams and that's then be reciprocated by employees employees feel that actually they've got greater access we spoke before how hierarchies may have been removed through this um, through the work from home environment, people feel it's actually yeah. a lot easier to reach out to senior leadership. But in essence, it was just really that thing. And I'm a lot curious to know what your thoughts are, and maybe you've had similar conversations around that. But actually, all we're trying to do is legitimize the way people have always worked. Wow. Wow. You're, you're really opening my eyes to some things here, Steve. I, I honestly haven't thought about it because I've been so in the return to office you know, worry, anxiety, kind of uncertainty around people just getting back into physical spaces that you're right. I think I've overlooked and we've maybe overlooked some of the broader conversations. I think it's to be determined. I think it's to be seen. I, I think you're onto something here in that a lot of the things that were happening pre-pandemic are going to be, we're going to come out of the other side of this. And even though we're not coming out to a a post-COVID-19 world. We've already agreed we're going to be living with COVID, but as we get back to normalcy and we get back to reopened physical offices and then the new ways of work, the future of work and the workplace and what the role it is going to play for everyone in our organization, a lot of those trends that we were seeing coming right to top of mind in, in, in our conversations and, mm -hmm. and open work, open source workplace discussions and certainly on the FM and workplace innovator discussions. It's something that we've discussed uh, a lot of these trends for years that you're describing, flattening of hierarchies, uh, flexibility, choice, the, the ability to allow people to be their best selves using the space that best fits the work they're doing, matches up with their work habits, their you know health and well-being, their personalities, all those things were being discussed. I think we just poured a lot of fuel on that fire and have accelerated a lot of things that are going to be happening. So, yeah, it's exciting to see what, what's going to happen. And I'm glad you're you've got that forward thinking mindset Was I was coming into this coming off a live stream yesterday where we focused a lot on the, the, the near term troubles and the fact that we are still dealing with just beginning to deal with coming out of the lockdown situation and the, the reentry into the workplace and then adding it this layer of of civil unrest and strife that is literally disrupting a lot of those plans for organizations. So I was in a pretty somber place, but you've perked me up pretty well. And I, if we can look to the future, yes, we have to 
find our way through these current difficulties. And uh, But I think you're right. If we're going to take that approach, it's going to be one that is going to be very interesting to watch. But do you do you so do you uh, you're, you're able to compartmentalize, I think, in your brain, Do you put those thoughts, those optimistic kind of longer term future of work conversations. Do you are you able to kind of concentrate on them at one point and then and then also look at the, the immediate, you know, trauma and difficulties that are right in front of us and some of the practical concerns we have as workplace leaders, you know, of dealing course. with these, of course, these big of issues, because it seems like it, it's hard for it's hard for our society. It's hard for the media to, to carry two thoughts at once in their mind. I think I know you do and I know I can. And many of us do like to to, yes, deal with things in a nuanced way and, and, and talk about, you know, near term troubles with also a longer term vision. That's certainly what I've always been advocating. But it seems like it's either one way or the other when you turn on your news or you turn on your social media feeds. It's it's hard to to see that kind of thinking going on out there. Do you agree? No, I, I 100%, right? It, it is tough. And, you know, if you go back to the start of the pandemic, right, you and I both discussed this where we are absorbed by the media and, you know, it's you spend a lot of time because you're trying to gather information. And what we're seeing is the media absolutely is, is showing the society's viewpoint, feelings of what is currently going on, right? And with that, obviously, there's a narrative and we're, we're absorbed by it. We're absorbed by the impact of it, the repercussions of it, the reasons for it. Um, and we're not going to go in and sort of obviously talk too much about the politics because the, uh, this is this is it's going into such a political mindset where actually it's a society problem um, mm -hmm. and society has to fix it. It's not we can't turn to leaders. I don't think it's how you and I behave towards individuals and how we treat individuals and if we do it each on an individual basis then i think that's how we can affect change um so yes absolutely you have to look at that and you have to you know bring that into any factor whenever obviously we're looking to return to the office but also when we look at the future and i actually as you know i i try to focus on the future because it is it's important to take where we are today and and fold that into the future but i just yeah. find it um i find it i don't say easier and that's the wrong word i just find it easier to, to look at that future um to see a better picture paint that better picture uh, create that better picture and um you know and hopefully over time as we each individually connect and show our own emotions and feelings and openness to to everybody else then everything kind of works towards that path. Um, so that's that's it's a great question, and um, I'm, I'm I'm delicately trying to answer it because I don't want to upset people. I don't want to misspoke. Those <coughs> who know me know who I am and, and know where I come from with this. And I just, uh, but I absolutely it is the foundation. But again, it's painting that better picture of the future. Well, thank goodness for you, Steve, because that optimism helps me. It's that paradox I always talk about, right? The the more I seem to look into the future and and some of the concerns I have, not just about our society, but about the economy and people and and businesses and this pandemic's effect on our world and how we're going to live our lives in the in the in the near future or the even the distant future. I think if we're forever changed in many ways. And 
I, I have kind of come to this conclusion that my anxiety goes up as I look farther away and I want to keep myself in the here and now and stay focused. But the irony is that if I spend too much time in the here and now and look at the, the some of the very troubling images right before my eyes, um, it saddens me. And so now all of a sudden the hope comes from a vision like yours where it's one of more positivity and, and longer term optimism. And I believe that too. We'll get through what we're dealing with. I think human beings and, and certainly Americans have been resilient and will find a way. I certainly hope and pray they do. Um, but you're right. My, my philosophy is one of, of what can I do to better myself? What can I do to help others around me, my immediate network, my immediate family, my immediate, immediate relationships? That's where I can have the biggest impact. So I, I'm not one to, to tend to go outside of that in, in general, you know, even before all the the current trouble. So I, I got to stick with what's my core value system and my core beliefs and, and try to have an impact on myself and, and the world around me. So where do you think you talk about knowledge sharing? Have you been able to tune out the media uh, noise, so to speak? You've always been good over these last few months about tuning out some of the um, the COVID-19 news. You certainly wanted data. You wanted good facts. You wanted good information to make your judgments about but then you would say all right i've seen it if, if it's a redundant message coming out and there's really nothing new other than a, a maybe a politically driven narrative here there's there's that going on you tune that out and then you focus on what you can control what do you think the information where do you think the information is going to come from when it comes to the future of work conversation and organizations you know enacting some of these new philosophies, policies that, you know, as they come out of the pandemic and and begin to see some of these big changes you're you're describing, you kicked us off with a great a great topic here. Yeah, no. I, I think you find a, a better a better communication happening between organizations and between workplace leaders. For sure, for sure. I mean I just think about the amount of groups that are being created for workplace leaders who operate within companies to actually communicate and talk together because you know this is this is something that no one's been through before um yes there are those who have operated in in the apac region who obviously have been through sars um who can share information but a lot of people are actually creating these little groups which is great because you can share knowledge you can mm -hmm. get access to knowledge and sort of see that you know what are the innovative ways people are approaching um, the, the return to work, but also the future of work. But yes, eliminating the narrative, absolutely, that's important. Um, one thing I will say is that, uh, you know, a lot of our industry has been driven, the communication and the thoughts has been driven by consultants, architecture, workplace design, and there is a group of people who I think have the opportunity to provide great insights of actually how space is being used that have yet to really publicly be seen just yet. And hmm. yesterday I spoke at a GWA conference, um, which was for co-working providers. Now co-working okay. providers have, you know, their whole business is predicated on data in a sense of data, where do I open a location? Who is the what are the people, what are the businesses, what are the, um, the uh, information all about that community? How do people get sure. to there? And, and just all that local information, right? 
and um, but they're also able to see how the space is being used is it one person room is it big rooms is it you know uh, meeting rooms is it private offices is it collaborative space and right. i think there is a real opportunity for the co-working industry to really start collecting the data of actually as we open how is the space been used who's coming in how far are people traveling from their homes to those offices and the reason i think it's so important is because then organizations and the, the and the, the sort of customers that they want to attract as an enterprise clients can really see how space is being used and how people want to use space and you know we we know that they haven't been able to be opened and um, but as they open i think i hope and i'm sure they will share a lot of that information and be it sharing with themselves collectively because that community being together is the strength of the community it's not an individual company of serviced offices it's not an individual yeah. location it is the whole market segment of serviced offices that actually is the value in it especially when it comes to large enterprise clients so i really hope there is a way for them to create uh, be it a data index or be it something that allows them to collect real-time data publish that real-time data draw conclusions identify trends um, that really help one sell their products help them change their products help them educate the population on how space is actually being used because then that what that does is it encourages enterprise clients to use their space provide services and options and benefits to their employees and also then provides insights that how we should be thinking about our space how we should be thinking about ways we should be designing space in the future so yeah. it was a fascinating conversation it was so good it was it was mark elbreth and catherine hugh of pwc uh great great conversation and uh it was just something that i think that um they have a real opportunity as we go through change i think service offices can really help um really help the enterprise client going forward that's great that's great to hear and hopefully they're modeling as an industry something that the rest of our workplace industry will follow suit and i think that's yeah. happening I, i've heard similar stories gordon wright of hok mentioned yesterday one of the silver linings of this is that we are all in this together and that there's some of those competitive dynamics have dissipated and it's more how can we help each other there's a lot of information sharing and knowledge and we come to this agreement that the bottom line is that we're all about what you said, looking to an optimistic view of the future and how can we help the people who need to have a livelihood and, and work for organizations? How can organizations provide the spaces they need to allow their people to thrive, to reach their certainly their business goals? But it's all about the human beings. That's what I've always focused on here on my podcast and in my conversations. What what does it mean for people and how can we help people navigate these challenging times? And that was so encouraging to me yesterday that whether we're talking about public health challenges, mitigating risks around the virus or dealing with safety and security or you know some of the disruption happening in our big cities these days, it's all about facility management and real estate leaders having to secure or create an environment that is safe and secure 
physically, health-wise, and also psychologically. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we're tasked with a pretty high calling here to get organizations moving forward, these enterprise companies you're talking about, to allow them to succeed. It's all about their workforce. It's about the people. It's about the human beings. And it's a complicated world we live in today, and everybody has their own level of, of fear and anxiety and vulnerability. And we're layering one problem on top of another problem, but but to, if we can keep that holistic view of what workplace is about, and, and again, we don't know all the answers, we don't all know all the solutions, and that's okay. And, and to get that message out that it's okay as a leader not to know all the answers, but to have this vision you're talking about, cast that vision for your organization, and then be the hero that, that kind of navigates through the story as things happen, adjust, learn, work with each other and come to the other side in a, in a better place. I think that's the mindset that's going to help us all. And I appreciate the fact that you're hearing it as well. And there's organizations and there's industries and groups coming together to, to really try to make this happen in practical terms. So that's good news. It's great news. It is great. But uh, so you mentioned your live stream yesterday. How, how, how did yeah. that go? It was good. It was really good. Uh, it was an interesting you know, it's unscripted, as you know, Steve, so there's no agenda. <laughs> and I told the, my audience that's a blessing and a curse because I love the fact that it's a free-flowing conversation. And yeah. I, I just like to see where the audience wants to take it, where my guests want to go with their thoughts. I certainly always have ideas based on, like we do here, we just are living out our life in this environment. And certainly day by day, week by week, things that we focus on are ebbing and flowing and changing. What yesterday obviously was top of mind was the situation in the, the peaceful protests and then the turning of those protests to unfortunately violence and destruction of property, businesses. Some of my um, audience and my guests were really uh, impacted personally by some of that. And you know I let them share their, their story about that. But it just came to, you know, top of mind that that these are real people having real um life challenges and then you know the pandemic almost has become a secondary story for for many uh, of us and uh, i know it's still out there and it, the, the, this virus has not gone away so the the longer term impact of all these public gatherings and all these protests and what that might look like in weeks or months to come is is a little daunting but but the live stream was challenging because as you and I have agreed and we're not we said yesterday on the top of the show it's we're not an opinion show we're not a news show but we don't want to ignore what's happening and it certainly is impacting workplace and and real estate and facility management I had one of my guests on who was more of a facility management disinfecting expert you know a cleaning Mm -hmm. company uh, who's been in the industry for, for decades a real expert a real subject matter expert who could and has done these deep dive conversations. I've seen other webinars that Wayne uh, Whitesell has done, and he has talked about the chemicals and the impact of those chemicals on on people. You know, there's there's a lot of misinformation out there, a lot of kind of crisis decision making happening around keeping you know facilities clean or trying to get them disinfected, and and they're putting this burden onto people that really aren't experts, maybe even the employees saying, go disinfect your own desk. Well, that chemical you just gave the employee requires, you know, gloves and a, and a, you know, PPE. 
to protect them from the chemical. And, and there's all these kind of rash decisions he's seeing being made based on either low information or, or just wrong information that's a little bit uh, upsetting. So we, we brought a little of that into it, but, but we also balance it with Gordon Wright from HOK, who has this great strategic vision of, of workplace and not just that, he's got a background in urban development and planning. So he takes that societal piece and all the different layers of, of where we've come over the last decades in the evolution of cities and the, 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 the return to cities in so many ways. And, and now with this pandemic disrupting things and the need for more space, will we see this more, you know, return to a, a de-densification where people have to move back out to the suburbs, things that we've covered mm-hmm. here a little bit. Mm-hmm. So fascinating hour. It went by way too fast and it always does. But yesterday was particularly a, a fast moving conversation because when you get into some of these topics, you just an hour is not enough time and, and you're never going to find the solution. So just like today, we've almost run out of time. It just goes by way too fast. No, no, it does. And uh, yeah, it just it's it's interesting like those when you talk about uh, the chemicals that are being sprayed and they need gloves and they need masks and so on and so forth, you know, and uh, it is a little alarming. Um, then people, I mean, how, how long does that take to evaporate and clear through the air? Can people touch that stuff? And, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be fascinating to see how the, all that, all that takes place and how that happens and what, what changes come from that, uh, more to time. worry about Steve. Well, it's, I, I didn't want to go there, Sorry, but I, I kind of felt Sorry like, a add. no, no, no. It's cause it's, yeah. it's, it's one of those things where, um, yeah, no, it is. It may be a little bit more to worry about, um, but then it may not be. So we'll we'll, we'll see we'll in see. time. We'll see well, in we time. We need experts. Yeah, we need uh, for sure. I'm not an expert. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. And, and that's the thing. You realize how little we know uh, individually, even as FMs and workplace leaders. Yeah. You just trust. You trust that that cleaning crew is using the right chemicals to to disinfect. It's about the goal and and making sure that you yeah. have the people who do know what they're doing. Uh, guiding us and that's and that's the case in all yeah. all these situations yeah so d- and i know you often um ask questions and surveys during yeah. and polls during the uh video and you always have that one question that sort of you put out there is you know how do people feel about working from home and it's usually p- it's been pretty consistent is it still the yeah. same is it still the same kind of uh, per the same kind of feeling or has it i has didn't it, do it this week oh you didn't this do it this week. week i didn't ah. i didn't launch that poll it just with the it just yeah, didn't feel, feel right, right. Yeah. Um, because of the the guests I had, and also just the way we were approaching it, with you know the mood of the country uh, uh, kind of weighing on us all, the heaviness of the situation, I didn't do a lot of uh, the this or that goofing around. We we kept it lighthearted. I tried to you know do some stuff at the end, the escape from reality recommendations. I think that's essential. Music is my escape, and we talked about some music to keep us uh, positive and keep us uplifted during this difficult time. But, but yeah, I will come back to that question, but there was a consistency. I saw a leveling off of, of that, that survey in the sense that most of my audience, and I'm sure most of our audience here and, and your audience, they're people that have adapted well in general terms to working from home, to the fact that they're knowledge workers. They, uh, and again, there's always, those that are outside of these norms but they're they're for the most part doing pretty well staying positive being in fact one of my guests mirrored your um response a couple weeks ago when she said she's not looking for an answer around status quo or or hitting the digital wall she was like i'm looking for opportunity i see a huge opportunity for the real estate world and 
and we'll continue to explore those. And I and I'm so glad that you have that type of visionary perspective. Um, still a few people, a percentage, you know, usually single digits, but there's a percentage of us out there at any given time that are feeling either either extremely frustrated and bored because they've, they've lost their job or they, they need to get back to work and they can't, or they've hit that frustration level of stress and anxiety and, and, and Zoom fatigue and, and they've, their life's out of balance because of that. And I think all of us can appreciate those in moments in time. And whenever I launch that survey, it just depends on where people are at that hour of the day, that particular day of the week. But I think in general terms, um, most of our community has come together, has rallied together, and, and is doing pretty well adapting and has um, an optimistic view of, of where we go and, and that this flexibility that this work from home will be a permanent part of our work life. Yeah, no, no, I think it's, uh, I couldn't agree more. And it's certainly the sentiment that I'm hearing in the conversation. So yeah, it's going to be fascinating, fascinating times, Mike, um, to see how things change. I think there is opportunities here. I think as employees, we learn about ourselves every day as we go through this. We learn about things yeah. that we can do better, things and opportunities to grow. And then that we also get reminded that there are things that we uh, we probably still can't do, you know. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but that's just life, you know. We need to inspire know? each other. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I always exactly. said that my show is about inspiring people, and it's not all about information, but inspiration. And, right. and you do that for me, Steve. So no, I appreciate you, you saying so. I appreciate you saying so. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. No. No. And, and obviously, you know, Mike, it's 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 uh, people who have watched this show and they go over time, and and we've spoken about that. Uh, should put a little montage of our emotions through the weeks and times that we've done this so for over two months now that uh, just yeah. to sort of illustrate that you know people's emotions change day to day you know um and uh, we all have to look out for each other and we all have to be there for each other and it's really important that uh, we each have our band of brothers so to speak that uh, we can turn to so True. there we go there we go so mike have a wonderful thursday uh, go enjoy your Italian meat, or Italian beef, sorry. And uh, <laughs> I will find some. Yeah, yeah. Good for you, mate. Good for you. you do the same. I will. I will. See you All right. See you tomorrow. Thanks, Chat Steve. tomorrow. Cheers. Bye.